Welcome to the Pillow Fort. This week, we're talking about the Hunter exam, which, if you're following along with us, is um, episode one, obviously, to episode 21, and chapter one to 38. Um, so, I am your host. My name is Luke. I'm here with Shania. Hello. Kate. Hey. And hey. Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <clears throat> All right, so let's just jump right into it. What do you what do you think about like the boat, the the whole first episode, right? So like Gone, Karapika, Leorio. How how are you feeling about that right now, Kate? Um, well, like when we first went on to the boat, I didn't honestly really make the assumption at all that like that was when the hunter exam had started. Um, like at first, I just thought, like, it was an actual regular, like, boat trip there. And then the storm happened, and the captain looked, like, really relaxed. And that's when I was like, oh, something is, you know, without being too punny fishy here, you know? Wow. <laughs> fishy. Fishy. Yeah, what do you think about the boat? All that stuff. I liked it. I thought it was a good introduction to the characters. I especially when Gone just, you know, casually casually does his little vertical jump up onto the mast and starts smelling for a storm. I was like, so he's not like other boys. And then he cared for everyone. I, I don't know. It made me love Gone immediately, which I think is important. He's the main character. Yeah, and they made him immediately lovable. Okay, okay. So what about I uh, like Kate, I didn't, I didn't quite get from you, like, how you feel about, like, the characters. Like, Gone, Karabic, like, Leorio. Yeah. How, how are you feeling about them? Yeah, so, um, like, I also kind of got a similar feeling there with Gone as to him. You know, at first you kind of think he's this regular boy or whatever. He lives with his aunt, and that's kind of strange. But other than that, he just seems like a regular guy. And then he catches the giant fish in the town that the people, I guess, has said, like, only his dad had caught it 20 years ago. Um, so that's, like, kind of when my start was of, like, oh, so he's, like, not a normal kid. And it also made me start to think about, like, oh, that's probably a result of, like, his dad in some way, shape, or form, even though I don't know fully about his dad yet. Um, it made me start to think about, you know, what their relationship was like, um, like, yeah. Did you guys, so, uh... I'm thinking about like the Karapika Leorio beef that we got in the in the beginning on the boat. Do you guys? Did you guys? Uh, in like, I guess Shania, we could start with you. Did you like understand that? Were you were you with it? Did you get why they were mad at each other, or not so much? I mean, I guess a little bit. Honestly, my first impression of Karapika, I was like, you're just a little edge lord, and you need to calm down. And so, like, they were just. I felt like they were being tense for no reason. And I didn't get it as much, but, um, yeah, like I got it eventually. And like, I think Gone was interesting with his point of like, what makes people mad? And I was like, huh, does give me a little more about each of these characters. Uh, Kate, Kate, same question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely got a similar feeling. Um, I think that like 
I did honestly think Karabika was a little bit stuck up from the beginning, uh, which made me dislike him a little bit more. Also, did not think Leoria was a teenager whatsoever. Um, <laughs> so that was like kind that of weird in that finding out of it. Uh, and like the fact of that is like, I thought the argument at first was kind of ridiculous of like him being like, you know, I want to be called Mr. or whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I, I just thought it was kind of like a, a petty argument. But like, I also do agree that it, it makes more sense when like their personalities are taken into account. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to stick up for my boy Kurapika here for a second because... He, he comes in, right? And you're like, why do you want to be a hunter? And he's like, I want to avenge my family, right? And then Leorio's like, he, he gets disrespected a little bit. And he's like, I'm going to kill the rest of your family. So I don't know if he's the one that's acting up here, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> he, that was pretty, that was pretty cruel. And I guess Kurapika's being like, he's sassy, you know? Yeah. But that's, <laughs> that's why we love him. He's a sassy little guy. He's just... <laughs> A small <laughs> four-foot ball of sass and rage. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. kind of what I was I was getting on about. Like, I think, like, like, Oreo definitely took it too far. Like, he called him by the wrong, like, term, I guess, that he didn't want to be called <laughs> by. And he was like, I will kill the, the your bloodline, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's way too excessive. Yes. <laughs> to... Also, what I like refresh me because I'm kind of like I don't know that I remember right. Like, what what do we know about Karabika's family and their their the state that they're in? Kate or Shania? Like somebody somebody let me know what you know about Karabika's family. Kate, let me know what you. I'll go with Kate. This is why. We let me know with the names. Uh, yeah. So we know right now. I think that basically the rest of Karabika's bloodline is gone, right? Um, and that they were killed by the gang. This gang. I can't really remember what their name is. I know that they're hunters, but like I can't remember specifically what they're called. Uh, Cliff, are they hunters? Uh, kinda. They're, they're just a gang. That's all that you know. Okay. Right now. The Phantom Troop. Hmm. And, uh... Okay, yeah, no, Leoria is kinda... Back. Or not. We'll see. We will see. Yeah, so, yeah, Leoria is kinda... That that was rough, you know. Your whole family's already dead, and he's <laughs> kind of dancing on that. Not cool for for not being called Mister. I would say definitely. I'm gonna side with Cliff on somebody's being rational here. <laughs> no, but to your credit, he's clearly he's clearly being so sassy on purpose. Like he messes up once, Kurapika, but then he leans into it. He's like he's going out of his way to not say Mister. Until the end of time after that. <laughs> until, or until they become buddies, I guess. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is, like, they almost fight. They almost got into a full-fledged fight. 
but they were stopped because of uh like the one crew member falling off of the boat and then gone like jumping after him like risking his life so then they like kind of looked back at the situation and had to evaluate where their values were actually at in that time yeah yeah it's a good it's good showing that they're like jerks but they also you know they're good people they're just really sassy and mean <laughs> but their hearts in the right place i feel like they make up pretty fast though for like i i don't know does that do you agree not agree like i feel like they get back together pretty quick after that whole incident oh yeah they're like they're homies after this it's uh yeah they're good the beef got squashed real quick yeah 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 so we get off the boat, right? And immediately the fisherman, he's like, Gone, I like you, so I'm gonna tell you the secret. Um how do you feel like I'm kinda interested to see like if you if you are in this situation where there's like the bus going the one way and you know the tree you, the trees in the other direction, do you get on the bus or do you listen to Gone? Because that's like a big question for Leorio and Karabika. Well, I'll go with Shania first. What, what, do you, what do you think? Do you get on the bus or you go for the tree? Uh, I'd probably go with the tree. I feel like for the same reasons as Karabika almost. Where like, by that point, Gon's got me interested. And I'm like, this kid is clearly crazy, but it seems to be working out for him so far. So I'm going uh, to trust what the wise ship captain told him and, and try my hand at that one. So yeah, I'd, I'd go with Gon. Kate, Kate, what, what are you feeling? I would go with Gone too, but more for the reasoning of like you can kind of tell how much the ship captain actually likes Gone. Like he seems like he's really excited for what Gone's future holds. So I don't think he would lead him astray. So I feel like more for those reasons is why like I would go with going to the tree instead of like going on the bus. And also the bus like route seems a little too like obvious and like simple, you know, for the hunter exam especially. So if, if I could ask I'll I'll start with Kate this time. If I could ask what is your favorite um like pre-exam trial? So like I'm talking about the boat, the little quiz they have and the um, the shape shifting magic beasts um, that they meet. What's your favorite? Which one of those three is your favorite? We'll start start with Kate. Yeah, um, my favorite honestly is probably um, like the shape shifting magic beasts, just because first of all that's a really cool concept, um, and it was something that I didn't expect when like I first uh, saw them. Like you saw that couple or whatever with the guy, he was really hurt. Um, and I also liked that because of, like, the reasonings that they passed. Because the in that situation, like, it wasn't in, like, in, uh, like, give an answer or don't give an answer and you pass or fail. It was more, like, their specific, like, tendencies uh, to, like, help other people um, and to do those kinds of things, uh, like, really aided them in passing that. So it was more based off of their specific personalities instead of just like questions. Shania, Shania, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I felt kind of the same way about it too because I like that it really showcased who they were and it made me like Leorio a lot more because leading up to that point, I was sort of annoyed with him because like, I knew money couldn't have been his real objective and there had to be a good heart in there, but that was all he was spitting out and I was starting to get a little bit annoyed with him. I was like, why is this guy got to tag along? And then he showed himself to be a real MVP by taking care of the guy. So I liked that and I liked that it wasn't what we expected either with you know, that the beasts were actually the guides. And I don't know, I really liked the comic bit where he could tell the difference between them and no one else could. Like, that really got me. I don't know why, I just thought it was really funny. But, yeah, that was also my favorite. Okay, okay. I want to, like, kind of zoom in on the middle test, that, that, that middle trial, the question one with the old lady, right? Uh, I want your thoughts on everyone's individual reactions to that. I guess, well, I guess we'll start over with Shania this time, but uh, so go and Karapika and Leorio, how they respond to that question. Uh, like, tell me what, what you kind of felt about that. Um, I don't necessarily remember their individual responses as much as I remember Leorio was straight up ready to kill a woman over a question. So he could maybe calm that down a little bit. Um, but I like how it showed also their responses where, you know, Kravka, he's the quiet intellectual over there. He's he's figured it out right away that they need to be silent. Leorio just gets upset that he that there's not an answer. And apparently his answer to that is to kill an old woman. And that Gon is still sitting there at the end. Like they do a whole thing that explains that they passed it. And Gon is still trying to figure it out and is like, I really will have to answer this question someday, which shows like Gon is more of a thinker than maybe you're kind of led to believe. Cause it seems like he does stuff off the cuff and just doesn't necessarily think his actions through, but like he does because he's still sitting there trying to figure out what he would do. So it's kind of my take. Okay. You got anything, anything else with that? Yeah. Uh, just like, cause Shania kind of went over the main points of like what, how everybody responded. Uh, I liked Gone's response, actually. Uh, like, he passed almost unknowingly. Uh, and you can tell, like Shania was saying, that he has gone through that specific thought process. He's going through these things. He's thinking about them. Um, and, like, that it takes him longer to think about these things than it does, um, like, the others. So the thing is, is... Like, we see these other situations where he's thinking on the spot, but it usually always, like, takes him a minute or so, you know, to actually think about a good way to get out of a situation or do those kinds of things. And I think it was, like, a really good introduction to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's I, I really... I've always... I've liked that. I think on rewatching it, I've, like come to look at it like a little closer maybe but like it's super interesting to go and like it sits there and he's like but what if that would actually happen what would i do i just i don't know it's very very interesting to me very interesting cliff any thoughts on the pre-trial the pre-exam stages it's it's like shania said i think every test is cool in its own right but like the real draw and what really makes it an awesome kind of like first few episodes is like you really get a true understanding of each of these three in a really unique and like it also gives you a really cool idea of like a hunter can be 
like so many different personality types, but it still takes a certain level of mental and physical strength, which is cool. But like it, there's so many types of, there's so many different ways to be where you could still be like a good hunter, which I think is cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely, yeah. I, I like the, that pre, I, yeah, no, I, I just think it was cool. I think it was a cool little, little intro. Definitely. You understand the characters a lot, but, um, so let's, let's move into the exam itself. So we, when we open up, we're introduced to several new characters, but two really in particular, I think we're introduced to the most uh, being Tampa and Killua. How, how <laughs> Wait, Tampa we... and Killua are the two important characters we're introduced to? <laughs> They're the ones we spend the most time with. Be, you not be so? one of them. Wait, Hisoka also like kills somebody immediately though. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy was. Yeah, but like we don't talk to him. We just see him kill a dude. Okay, let's, you, let's, let's talk about Hisoka. Let's talk about Hisoka. What do you got to say? What do you got to say about Hisoka? <laughs> intro to Hisoka. How do we <laughs> feel? Go said, we were introduced to two important characters, and I was just surprised that Tom was <laughs> one of the two. That's how you said. He's just cool. saying he talks. He, he talks. You're right. He talks more. <laughs> right. He introduces himself to the gang, and he is in in the mix. <laughs> Listen, right. I'm not gonna see with you. Tampa is one of the best characters in the show. He's great. Let's get wow. into Tampa. <laughs> Rookie Crusher Tampa yeah. is a real treat. I like his pig nose. <laughs> I like his big belly. <laughs> I like that he passes out poisonous Pepto-Bismol in a can to rookies. I love that he takes joy. He's just here to ruin your day. And uh, he sets the best character up uh, with the best intro. So, he, yeah, I, I do like Tampa. He did a lot of good stuff here. One of the most One important of the main Hunter characters. <laughs> yeah. One of the best characters in the series. Tonpa. Yeah, but he's great. I do, right. I do okay. love Tonpa. I just was not expecting you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, then let me expand it. Let's look. Don't so, I'm just saying. No, 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 no. I will. I will. What? So, so all the characters, all the characters we're introduced to, all you see, all the applicants, and we highlight Tampa in his monologue highlights several of them. So, what, what, when you first saw the group, what stuck out to you? What was your first initial thoughts on seeing everybody? Uh, Kate, I guess we'll start with. Um, probably my initial thought is like how different everybody was because everybody was super different from one another, like. It seems like, at least maybe for the most part, they're all humans. Even that, I'm not so sure of. But, like, um, it seems like they all are different. They're coming from different places and have different motivations. Um, specifically, uh, like, Kiliwa, like, kind of interacted with uh, Gon pretty early on. Um, and I don't know if that was just because, like, he saw that, oh, this is, like, another kid that's, like, around my age. Like, why don't I go talk to him? But, yeah, I just thought it was interesting, like, how different everybody was in that scenario. 
Yeah, no, he definitely, he definitely does stick out for sure. Shania, when you saw the initial pool, what did, you, did anybody stand out? What were your thoughts on any of this particulars? Yeah, um, I thought kind of like the same thoughts of where it was uh, interesting to see like all the different people and get that rundown and also realizing how many people fail. And then with, you know, with, with Tampa, realizing that like, I mean, you realize it's more so later, but realizing that he's literally there just to destroy other people. Like, he doesn't want to be a hunter. Like, that goal is bottom of the rung for him. But then, like, some <laughs> of the characters, like, Hisoka, like, being introduced to him, I, or, like, seeing him, I was like, this guy is absolutely terrifying. And so, like, seeing him then and, like, thinking now, like, what his role has become so far in this arc is, like, weird because I didn't expect that. Like, I didn't expect him to be as important or, like, to enjoy him as much as I am. So that was interesting from, like, first meeting when they're all in that tunnel to, like, where he's at now. And then, uh, yeah, Killua, like, first impression with him was, I was just like, you should not just be trained to drink poison. I don't like that you're just vibing with this drink right now. And then he just skateboards his way up to go and is like, look, another 12-year-old. We should chill. And I'm like, you're interesting because you're... I wasn't sure what Killua was going to be. I liked him almost immediately, but I was not sure what he was going to be. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. He's, and it's like, it's not even like he's chugging poison. He's like shotgunning cans of poisonous Pepsi. He's taking a shot in the dark. He doesn't even know what the point, it could be any poison. And he's confident enough to start. Ch he's going back for seconds of these cans. Yeah. And like during that, like Tompa is just, absolutely so confused because he's like his yeah. gut should be on the ground right now he's drinking like i don't even know how many times he went back he's probably drinking at least like three cans of this stuff like <laughs> he's just he's just chugging it down also for tompa's victims i really this one shouldn't have caught my eye but i love nicholas the little dork with the the laptop i don't know why i just really enjoyed watching him try to run with that laptop i think because he was so pretentious that i was like all right tompa you get this one you can have him i don't care but that, that was a really laugh. that was a really cruel way like he got like bullied and like that was really sad to watch for good old little nicholas yeah, he had a he had a rough start for sure, because like he, he did the, his calculations and everything too, and he was wrong, and like, so he's already feeling down because he was wrong about that, and then he just gets bullied until he quits. Like that's so horrible. Yeah, and he's like, and he's like thirty miles deep in a tunnel. He's got that's a long walk of shame home from this death. <laughs> I like I'm not sure he made it home. I can we <laughs> confirm if he's even alive? Like he might be dead. Is he still in the tunnel? Yeah, he's still in the tunnel to this day. <laughs> to get home. Yeah, I uh I just the sweat and the, the fluids coming out of the man's face was like you could see the agony, you know? Yeah. You could feel yeah. it. You could feel the agony. He didn't have what it takes. Nope. It's like, you're so smart. Didn't you didn't bring anything to run for. Like the 12 year old thought to bring a skateboard. <laughs> you're not that smart guy. I don't really think that that was actually like a thought process that Kill You went through, though. I think he was just like, I oh, just no. want to bring my skateboard. <laughs> no, for sure it was. 
he put no thought. He woke up and just skateboarded to the site. I feel like he did not think about this at all. He didn't even go through any of the trials. Yeah, yeah. He just could smell his way there. Yeah, and like the thing is, it's like he's the only one seemingly with absolutely no reason to be here. Like. He just basically says that he woke up and was bored, so he went to go take the hunter exam, which is a crazy reason to take such an intense exam. Yeah, yeah, he's 12. Yeah. <laughs> this is what he decided to do. Yeah, but I mean, when you're shotgunning, you know, extreme Pepto-Bismol, it's, you know, we've, we've set the tone for who you are as a person. Yeah, I, I just noticed I that really actually. I never noticed that he only brought. He was like the only guy in the main group who brought nothing except his skateboard, which is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I really, Killua, I think it's really so. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was the Killua flexes uh, throughout every single exam are really good. Just like just already so far, chugging poison and not skateboarding when he easily could. He's really. Just showing everybody how easy it is for him to do this. Yeah, I, I like, I really. One of the things I think is like a cool, like going and kill a moment, like, is like when they first meet, and Killua like kicks up the skateboard, and Gon is just like, "That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. You got to teach me how to do it." And yeah, then, like, I love yeah. that we see them later, and we're he's learning how to do it. Like he's <laughs> yeah. teaching them when they're stuck in the room. I'm like, that's awesome. And I love that, too, because, like, that shows how much of, like, they're actually kids. Like, these are actually 12-year-olds. Like, because even though they have these crazy abilities and everything, like, Gona's still like, oh, I want to learn how to skateboard. And, you know, like, later on, other things happen, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. <laughs> 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 yeah, Killua is all about learning how to fish. It's like they just want to do stupid 12-year-old stuff, which is fun. I was going to mention yeah. the fishing yeah. part, but then I thought it was too early. So. <laughs> no, no, it's oh, fun. Yeah. Feel free. Yeah, we can Throw jump around as much as we want. Okay. Um, so so the first like the first phase or yeah, the first like section of the first phase of the exam, right? Is that tunnel then we get out, you know, we get out to the woods and what, what did you think about that whole encounter? So specifically, we already kind of talked about Hisoka a little bit, but Hisoka becomes like a, a focal point of the arc out in those, like, what did they, I forget what they called them, but the, the wetlands that were like full of creatures that messed you up. How did you feel kind of about the wetlands as a whole? And then specifically you know, Hisoka's interactions with the main crew. How did how how did that leave you feeling? I'll start with with Shania this time. Um. Yeah. So the initial thing where like they come out and their guide literally tells them like this is going to try to trick you. Like stay with me, trust me, whatever. And then immediately, immediately, someone tries to mislead them and they go for it. Most of them just go for it. And I like how they're all freaking out. And then Hisoka is just like. I'm just going to casually whip my cards and see what happens. And I was like, are you really killing someone already? Like, that's where I thought that was going to go. I was surprised it chilled and like got glossed over there. And then 
yet later when he happens to just, you know, casually kill all of those people without effort. And then poor Leorio and Kravka are there. I'm like, this is not going to end well. You can't make me start to care about people and then take them from me this soon. Because, like, at the time, I didn't know that they were going to be my, you know, main people to root for. So I was like, I could lose them. But that turned out cool. cool. Go and get in that first hit. I was like, that's a cool moment for you. But also, this is not going to end well. And, yeah, that's pretty much my take. I was like, Soga, you're terrifying and cool and terrifying. Please don't hurt the people I care about in this show. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, Kate, what, how do you think feel about the Wetlands to, like, the whole thing, the whole second phase? Yeah. Isn't that still part of the first phase, though? Yeah, I guess it's the first exam, the second half of the first okay. phase, or the first exam. You know what I mean? The wetland thing yeah, where they're running yeah. through, like that whole part. How do you feel about it? What do you think about it? Yeah, so I thought, like, also, I I kind of expected them to immediately play the card of, oh, here's the forest trying to trick us immediately. So for me, that was, that was a little expected. Uh, I did not expect Hisoka to uh, determine if they were lying or not in that form um but it was definitely a good introduction to his personality and like who he is like he doesn't really have concern for other people's life unless it's specific people and uh his fight later on with Karapika, Leorio, and Gone, um that uh is our kind of first introduction to like his specific tendencies and like who he will let live and who he won't because obviously we can tell through his powers that like he's definitely strong enough to kill all of these people like he's the first one every single time to pass every phase of the exam so obviously he has this incredible power but just that's the first time i think we're introduced to that interesting concept of him being very specific about who he kills and who he doesn't Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I kind of like, so, yeah, Hisoka's amazing. I think Hisoka's a really cool villain, for sure. Um, and we'll probably talk about him even more, too. But uh, I liked some of the, at least when I was watching, I liked some of the different animals that were the traps. Like, the bird that just is yelling, like, what was he, he was, like, yelling help, or this way, follow, he was yelling the same thing Satotes was yelling yeah, to get them to follow him. Yeah, I was he, like, I thought the bird was cool. Yeah, he like mimicked his exact voice though. Like it was a an exact carbon copy of like what uh, the examiner's voice was telling them to follow him. Yeah, yeah, and then didn't like a frog. A frog ate somebody, right? Was it Gone or Killua? I think it was it Gone. I think it was both of them, wasn't it? Wait. Now I can't I remember. it was Killua, because didn't he, like, puke up the Pepto or something? Like, that took care of it? Yeah. I don't know. I Cliff, know you got any insight on that? Uh, that's different in the books. I know what you're talking about, but they don't get attacked by the frog in the books. I think, I think Shania's right. Okay, okay. Nice, nice. But yeah, I like, All I right. think the, that was, like, the cool thing about Swindler's Swamp was, like, the whole... I think that's a good like stakes are raised event because like 
a lot of people died here in like a lot of really terrible, awful ways. And like when the exam opens up, you're kind of like, this won't be too bad. Cause like, I feel like if you're reading it, you can kind of see through like the fake monkey guy. Like that's a pretty obvious trick. But then it's like, once the fog kicks in, it's like, man, I, I would definitely die here. This would definitely take you out. It's like the bird is good. The claymore mushrooms are pretty good. It's just like, there's no, I just like the idea of a forest evolving to kill people specifically. I think that's cool. Yeah, I think I think it's cool. I really like um yeah, no, I'm definitely first of all, I don't think I'm passing the first exam if I even get in. Like the first half when they're in the tunnel, I think I feel Nicholas on his <laughs> the way he put down. That's I'm thinking that's me, but uh if I somehow made it, I'm definitely dead in this forest. There's no way this swamp is not killing me. I'm dead. Uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm out at this at this phase for sure. But that's a good. One. We should go into that. Where do we think we all would lose the hunter exam? Mm. I think I would drink Tompa's drink and have a stomach cramp. <laughs> I think that's what I would do for sure. I would totally drink Tompa's drink. You're absolutely right. I would. I would. I would thank him. I would thank him, and I wouldn't even guess <laughs> yeah. that he gave me anything bad. Yeah, this could be my second time taking the exam. He could have given it to me the second time, and I probably still would have taken it. Uh, if you fall for it twice, that's that's on you. That's but I think me. definitely the first time, <laughs> yeah. I would definitely drink the drink. Yeah, I think I would probably drink that too, especially since there's like a 12-year-old kid running around and drinking like three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot that. Then I'd be like, oh, it's fine. That 12-year-old kid is still alive, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely be falling for Tompa stuff there, but like I'm also not entirely confident I would make it to the exam. Like I feel like I might be one of the people that gets stuck on the bus to nowhere or something. Like that that's kind of <laughs> luck I got. Oh, oh I'm definitely asking that question. <laughs> what do you think happens if Leo Rio like if he was alone and he just cracked a, a grandma's spine like what do you think happened does he pass he didn't answer the question does he get to go well isn't it like if you hurt one of the examiners you don't get to pass so i feel like if he broke a grandma's spine either way i feel <laughs> yeah. like you shouldn't be able to be a hunter <laughs> that's true she was excited about it though she was like the reason i do this exam is so i meet people like you so i don't think he would have broke granny's spine like i think granny's got some gusto behind her like she could have taken this man <laughs> plot yeah. point, granny breaks his spine <laughs> Granny goes toe to toe with Leorio. Which actually, if that's, <laughs> makes sense, that actually means more people than Leorio have attempted to kill this woman for the questions that she asks. That she's so prepared for it, and that's what she looks forward to. Other people have tried to kill her. That's true. That's another place I could easily I could do exactly what that idiot with the fat nose did, where he's like, oh, "This is easy," and then he just gets murdered by bears two minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly what I I would have answered. I definitely I probably would have been on the bus. I might have been seasick on the boat. I might not have made it <laughs> off the boat. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of waves, you know. I'm not used to sailing. I'm sure that that's a problem. It's not even like right. normal sailing though. Like, did you see that gigantic wave in the beginning? <laughs> like it was like at least like 70 feet taller than the actual boat. Like <laughs> 
They were surfing. They were surfing in a ship. <laughs> it was, yeah, no, I'm definitely puking. I'm puking my guts out. Gone's over there trying to feed me a lemon. Be like, stay hydrated, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm drooling on the pillow. I'm out. Yes. <laughs> the more I examine this, the worse and worse my outcome becomes. Yeah, I don't get off whale island. I don't even apply for the test. <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> I don't apply. Aunt Mino didn't let me fish apply. I'm market at whale fish. island. That's where I am in this <laughs> world. Didn't even. I didn't even catch the fish. <laughs> I'm just a regular. I'm just a regular fisherman. <laughs> I'm like the ant. That's just the level. <laughs> I'm the ant's friend. Just. <laughs> My brother left his son in my lap and ran. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, that was good. So we've all we've determined that none of us, some of us, don't even make it on the boat. Uh, <laughs> others of us don't make it off the boat. So we're together, we're solidly on the boat. Um, we all agree. So- we try to kill the grandma, right? That we're all good on that. <laughs> Absolutely. I say murder. Absolutely. Take her out. Break her spine. <laughs> we, she's got to go. She's got to go down, you know? So I'm wrong. So I'm wrong for, like, enjoying Nicholas being taken out by the, by the rookie crusher. But you all are like, let's kill Granny. And that's fine. I see how this morals go. <laughs> she's lived a long, full life. It's time to let go. You know, it's time. I don't even know if we could call Granny, though. <laughs> yeah, what is Granny packing, you know? She was very excited like, about Leorio hitting her. It's the bird boys you got to worry about, right? Are these masked dudes with the little music? I think they're the problem. Yeah, she's got like I a think they don't squad. Like- <laughs> they're sitting there wishing you would take a swing at Granny. That's like why they're there. <laughs> 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 they want. They've been praying for years for somebody to take a swing. <laughs> they were getting excited when Leoria was coming up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One with the symbol was like, "I wish you would." Yeah. Oh yeah. I is it is it time <laughs> to talk about the best examiner? Are we here yet? We are here. The second phase. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. 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 Go take it away. Take it away. What do you got? What questions do you have about this? I don't really. I just wanted to say Menchie's cool. Buhara's cool, but Menchie's, oh, she's so cool. I I like the second phase a lot. How did you guys feel about that? Kate, start with Kate. <laughs> I felt good about it. I really liked Menchie too. Like her personality and everything. I thought that it was an interesting spin on what we've seen so far because so far we're doing like endurance tests and like that kind of stuff. But then she's just like, I want you to cook me a meal that I, that both examiners enjoy, which we find out later is almost impossible because (laughs) she only likes like three chefs in the world. Isn't that what was said about her? (laughs) Uh, She's great. (laughs) Yeah, and meanwhile, like, Buhara's, like, eating it up, and he gives his approval to every single pig. (laughs) Which I'm like, how does that make him a proper, like, gourmet hunter, though? (laughs) 
if he just liked every single thing. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're they're a great team. They're a completely useless examinee team, but they're really fun to watch together. <laughs> Definitely, out of all of them, that was like the most fun stage of the exam. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice like Swindler Swamp was like a hellish nightmare, so it was nice to just make pigs for a while. I think. Yeah, it's a good little breather before the next phase. <laughs> just what would you think about? Would you think about making the pigs for fate for phase two? Should I? <laughs> um, no, like the, I, I can't like I'm wondering if she's like as hard to please as she because like at the end when she apologizes, she was basically like I was just being petty because they didn't take this seriously. But like when they first introduced it to me, I was like gourmet hunters like that'll be something. And then they jumped into a cliff for an egg, which I really liked that scene because. Of course, Gone is the only one that knows what's up. And I really appreciated Gone's ability to figure out how to achieve that. And also the gourmet uh, Menchie's her face when uh, the one guy just tries to jump in, not realizing that there's drafts. And she's like, oh, shoot, I just kind of killed a man by being cocky. My bad. <laughs> but even then, like, some so people knew about the, the draft thing and they still died. Because they jumped, like, too early. And Gone was even, like, giving them the suggestion, like, hey, don't jump yet. But some of them did. <laughs> and I think it's, like, so crazy that, like, some people died in this process of this phase. But then, um, like, it made sense to me. The idea of gourmet hunters then made sense to me. Because then, like, oh, I see that there's this actually big risk involved with what they're doing. Yeah, I uh, I have a question about this. Um, does anyone at all pass the second test if Gone wasn't taking it this year? Because it seemed like everyone who passed was just waiting for Gone to give him the okay. Yeah, they're, they're dead without Gone. Whoa, they're yeah, because Gone knows what's up. No one else knew. And why did they all just, like, trust him? Like, he could have been totally lying to mess them up, but they all were like, yeah, I'm going to believe this 12-year-old boy. I mean, it was the right choice, but, like, I don't know if I'd put all of my faith in a 12-year-old boy that, like, I didn't even talk to. Like, Kravka, Leorio, it makes sense for them to trust him. But everyone else, they they don't know who he is. But they're still like, yeah, yeah, his word seems good. Going to trust that. Yeah, that's very true, because, like, definitely Leorio and, like, Kiliwa and uh, Karabika, like, they have, like, a frame of reference of, like, oh, this kid is different. Like, he can smell when certain people are nearby or whatever, so we should probably trust him. But I definitely, I don't think I would personally <laughs> trust a 12-year-old that's just like, oh, don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. I know what's up. <laughs> Yo, I probably would have gotten on the bus, and so I definitely would have wouldn't have jumped in a canyon, you know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have listened to him when he said go to the tree. So I don't think, I don't think jumping in the canyon would have would have done it for me. The sumo wrestler guy, like the candidate, you know, the the guy who was taking the exam, and he got like slapped by Buhara, like through the sky and like by the end they like he like learned like gourmet hunters mattered or whatever like i thought he was gonna be in the exam for longer he seemed like more of a main guy to me um but it seemed like he, he got taken out pretty quick yeah uh, i just found that 
Yeah, I thought about that too because it seems like they were at least focusing in on him a little bit, but then like he just got taken out of the exam like almost right after we start really honing in on him. Yeah, and I think that might be part of like his whole like because his whole thing was like gourmet hunters are a joke, and so you know he obviously learns that's not true, and then gets slapped out of the competition. No, no more need for him. So that uh, that that'll bring us to the airship, right? Where they take a little break, they have a little journey, um, and specifically on the airship, we get uh, the chairman of the examinee committee, which is what I believe his title is, Netero. He plays he plays a game with Killua and Gon, uh, where they got to get the ball. Uh, we'll start with Kate. How your your thoughts on Netero and this whole game situation? Go. Okay, so I I actually enjoy Netero a lot, um, just because of like his personality. He seems like through this game, he just solely wants to see what Gon and Killua are capable of. Like, they're his main points of interest. So through this game, he's figuring out, you know, what their personalities are like, uh, like what their abilities are and everything. And I think it's interesting during the course of it that, like, Killua kind of comes to the realization that this guy is really strong and fast and, like, maybe it's not even, it's, like, not worth it, basically, for him to keep going. But Gon just then adjusts his goal to be something more achievable, which I think is something that's really made me have more respect for Gon than I did before, because he doesn't just give up. Like, he adjusts so that he can accomplish a goal. Yeah, no, I, I think that's super interesting. Shania, what, what, what are your thoughts on the game, Netero, the whole thing? The game I really enjoyed. I I like that it established two things pretty quickly about both Killua and Gon. So Killua does his little, like, step thing where he makes multiple of himself, and then Netero does, like, this, like, internal monologue that's like, yo, this kid's messed up. Like, what is about to happen here? So that was cool because it made me – because I didn't know, like, what Killua's background was yet, obviously. So I'm like, okay, so Killua's seeming a little darker, apparently, but, like, he's still a fun 12-year-old. And then when Gon, uh, like, gets the surprise, he gets to jump on Netero, but then botches it by hitting himself into the ceiling, which is, like, peak Gon did not totally think this through. Like, he's strong, he's got the spirit, but he did not totally think this through. So I like those two moments specifically. And then... I'm, like, more interested in, like, Netero because, like, he didn't seem that tough. Like, he looks like an old man. And then he – and obviously he's, like, fighting some, like, 12-year-old boys. But then when he says – when Gon's about to hit him in the gut and he's, like, well, if he hits my abdomen – so, basically, Netero's, like, I've got abs of steel. If he headbutts me in the chest, he dies. But if I loosen my muscles, he might – get a leg up here and so he compromises by yeeting him into a wall and then asks the question oh did i did i still kill him and and then gone's just happy gone has bashed his face into a wall and gone's just happy that he made him use his other hand and i'm just it was just peak content all around in my opinion 
Big smile on Cone. Big infectious smile after that. I love that smile. I, yeah. That's, I, I really like that moment. But, uh, so my last, uh, another question I have for you two. We'll start with Kate again, I guess. Uh, did they have any chance at all of getting the ball, yes or no? Um, I don't know. I feel like if they worked together, then they actually might have had a chance because they kind of just went in like one one at a time most of the time. And I think like that's more of like Killua's fighting style is like obviously he's been trained like in the assassin arts and mostly he's just going in by himself. So I feel like if they would have like collaborated more or if Gon had more time to think of another solution, then uh, it might have been possible. But as they were, I don't think it was because even then, like Gon could have died if he had butted, you know, Natro again, basically in, in the abs or whatever. He has abs of steel. So <laughs> Okay. Shania. Is there a chance? Yes or no? I maybe. I mean, I kind of agree with Kate with like if they work together, but also I'm curious how much Killua was holding back. I'm still not confident that that puts him like on par with Netero, but like later when he's like being all moody in the hallway and he and says, "Oh, if I would have kept going, I would have killed him." I mean, I did later see Killua just, you know, casually rip a heart out. So I'm like, maybe you could have done more and we're holding back because he did just, you know, casually kill the three guys he bumped into. So, like, I don't know. I'm not sure what the power scaling is yet. I haven't seen Killua at his absolute peak, but, like, also Netero's real tough. So, I don't – I'm on the fence. Cliff, you got any thoughts about the game, Netero, anything before we move on? It's just another nice example of Togashi having – a kid try to kill an old person. Can we talk about the Killua trying to break an old man's leg? Thought that was pretty cool. I really, I love that these two just, they don't hold back. You know, it doesn't matter what the challenge is. They're going to kill this old guy for a volleyball. And I respect it. Yeah. It's admirable for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then Killua proceeds to murder two people in the hallway, and we move on. Well, how, how, wait, how, how did you guys feel about that? Because that was, that's that's like the first completely insane thing he does, right? That was kind of like an interesting scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I I don't know, because when he was fighting Netro, like, you get the introduction to, like, oh, like, he's using something that's a part of the assassin arts. So obviously then, from that point on, we know that he has a dark side, but I didn't really realize how dark that dark side was until he killed those two random-ass people in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking about people who it sucks to get knocked out. I mean, just a 12-year-old kid bumping into you during an intermission, that's also a really lame one, Yeah, I think. Like, during the time when they could just be sleeping or relaxing, you get murdered <laughs> by a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you hate to see it you really do should I have any thoughts on that 
Yeah, yeah. I was like a little shook because leading up to that, I just, I, I kind of wanted to believe that, that Killua was just getting a bad rep. I'm like, so he knows some like stuff that's apparently bad, but like he's a good kid. He's fine. He's buddies with Gone. Like, how bad could, oh, he just killed two people is like literally what I mentally did. I was like, oh, you're just being like moody. And then I'm like, oh no, you really just kill people. And that got me concerned for where we were going to go from there because I was, I don't know how randomly killing people was going to jive with a with a gone friendship, but yeah, it's a little shook. All right. Well, let's move on to the third exam. The tower. Uh, what's it called? The Tower of... Somebody got uh, the name. Trick Tower. tower. Trick Tower. Trick. I knew it had a fun name. I just couldn't remember. But so... Uh, Trick Tower. How do we feel about Trick Tower? We'll start with Shania. Oh wait, can I give a How? little a little bit of trivia on this one? Oh please, please. Okay. In the in the '90s anime, do you remember when Trick Tower starts? And there's this guy who's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna climb it," and then he gets like obliterated by like baby faced birds. Do you remember that guy? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, happened. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is. Uh, Voiced by Togashi, the author in the older anime. Huh. Interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> why, why that guy? Why would he pick that guy? The guy that got eaten by man baby birds. Because he's not like a voice actor. He's like a, a manga author. So he's not going to be like Gone. Like he can't do it for a while. <laughs> That's true. I guess he just records some screaming noises as a man's getting carried <laughs> off. Yeah, that that's another good like Nicholas type guy where he's like, "Oh, you guys are dumb," and then he just dies and loses so bad. Yeah, has the utmost confidence as he's like <laughs> scaling down this tower, and then giant like killer birds come. It's a great start. Yeah, really, really impresses upon you that you're not going to do it that way. No. Yeah, so so Trick Tower. Uh, how are we feeling about it? I guess we'll start with Shania. It was really interesting. I was like a little bit annoyed when Tompa was the fifth person. I mean, I was kind of glad it was someone I already knew, but I was like, <laughs> okay, this guy, more of him. All right. See how this goes down. You mean the most important character in the whole series, yeah. Tompa? I had that who the exact mean? opposite reaction. I was like, yo, this guy, this is the perfect time. To bring him back. <laughs> That's where I just was not sure how that was going to go because I was like, he's made it clear he's a rookie crusher, but at the, like leading up to then, I did not yet understand that that's like his chief end in life is to just ruin people's days. <laughs> and so they're all trying their dang best and he's over there just pooping on everything that they're, they're aiming for, all their hopes and dreams. Though, like, his commentary was super good for me to understand what was happening as well. So, like, I did kind of like his placement. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good... It's funny because, like, he, he really can't impact this test at all, if you think about it. And it feels like everybody in the group knows that, except Leorio. So, really, all he did this entire phase was <laughs> piss off Leorio, which was really fun to watch, I think. Yeah. Like everybody was like, we have the majority. He can literally do nothing, <laughs> but he's still 
manage to make people angry, which is a real testament to his character. Yeah, I think it, like, added another level of humor with, like, him and Leorio constantly going at each other. And the thing is, is Leorio never learns to just, like, not react in this way. Because (laughs) the thing is, is Topa keeps on doing this because he's getting that reaction out of Leorio. (laughs) I just love any time. Should we open this door? Four yeses, one no. Every time. (laughs) It's always... (laughs) I I think the most, like, the thing that, like, sinks into me the most as the whole, like, Leorio just doubles down on Tama thing is, like, when they're stuck in that room and, like, the last night, you see Leorio and Tampa sleeping with, like, each other's foot in their face. <laughs> like, he doesn't just move where he's sleeping. He, like, puts his foot in Tampa's face. <laughs> it's like, I just, I feel like it's a perfect representation of, like, his unwillingness to go. But, like, he definitely should. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, this is this is a cool another cool setup. I like a lot of the set pieces Togashi used. So I thought like the majority rules was a really cool way to like show the characters again and how they kind of interact with each other and how they use the majority rules to their benefits or just don't understand it at all if you're Leorio. It's a good <laughs> it was it was cool to see. Do we want to go right to the prisoners? Does anything happen before the prisoners? No, that just that's just how it starts, happens. right? Yeah. yeah. Just doors and stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just Tompa saying no. Play <laughs> Oreo getting pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. uh How about we all say our favorite fight in this section? Because they were all really good. I think I like the Killua one the best. Yes, that was my favorite too. Yeah, that was a really good one. That was just, like, insane. Because the thing is, is I think before that point, we don't really see, like, the full capability of Killua's, like, capabilities, you know? Like, and then yeah. he just rips out this dude's heart. Like, in an instant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Togashi, one of the things I think he does really cool, he does this in, uh, like, his series. He will build up a villain to have, like, a really, really insane, cool backstory. And make him seem like an like an unsurmountable threat, and he'll tell you nothing about the hero, and then the hero will just blow him away, and it always leads to that like perfect reaction. And I thought the Jonas one was especially good because it was so quick. It was it was terrifyingly quick. It was like, and then oh, he puts it in his hand. Yeesh. Yeah. And that's the thing. yeah, and he he like knits a little goodie bag for like his heart he's got like a whole like the intricacies of what happened in that little drive-by is really crazy if you think about it i was like that was one of the things that i was thinking about i was like how the heck did he get that little bag (laughs) like just carry around heart-sized bags with him for these situations (laughs) i think think that was a madhouse problem because they're like we can't show a child rip a grown man's heart out of his chest because in the manga it's just his heart and instead of giving it back he just like crushes it in his hand but i feel like they're both equally terrifying like madhouse really did give a pretty cool alternative with this like sewn up goodie bag where he drops it back that's almost more disgusting yeah i would (laughs) rather just have it crushed i think 
Yeah, and the thing is, is, like, after that moment, basically, Leorio and Karapika, like, they're kind of questioning Killua's, like, intentions and everything, just because of how brutal that attack was. Yeah, and the really interesting thing is Gohan was, like, shrugging it off, like, oh, you guys, you know, that's, that's what he does. He kills people. Right. <laughs> he's like, you care at all. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you guys didn't know? That's... Uh. <laughs> Leorio's just kind of like, well, thank God he's on our side. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit of pee came out when he watched that happen. Yeah. Then he remembered. He's on our side. Shania, what's your favorite? So I thought the Killua one was really like, it was like the coolest moment, especially with all of the like lead up. Because I was like, oh, this will be like a good fight. We'll see like his full like fighting potential which i mean i guess we did he literally ripped a heart out but so i did really like that but it actually wasn't my favorite fight i really liked seeing um karapika fight that guy mostly when he sees the spider tattoo and then you get a little more of like what the red eye thing is and then karapika just like goes insane and annihilates and i didn't really expect that from him but then at the same time when they get into that moment after the fight where they're like, oh, he's knocked out, he's not dead, like, the terms haven't been met or whatever, and Karapika's calmed down, and he won't go and finish the fight, like, and you get to see, like, his, almost his, like, moral standpoint, where he's like, no, it's done, like, it's settled, he's out. I mean, it creates problems for them, but, like, Karapika sticks to his moral ground there, and that was, it was just interesting to see him go from, like, this super rage to, like, this calm, collected, no, I'm not doing this. So I liked that a lot. Uh, yeah, and I think my favorite's the killer one too. So I don't have anything to say <laughs> new about that. I just yeah, I think because- the cur- oh, go ahead, Kate. No, you're good. I can we just talk about like Leorio's gambling <laughs> session there? <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna say that's like my second favorite. Because, like, I was, like, low-key mad at Leorio during this time period. Because, like... That is the most frustrating sequence of events in this whole section, I think. That was so horribly handled. That was hard to watch. Absolutely. But I I love Leorio for it. (laughs) 50 hours. 50 hours. They had to sit in a room for 50 hours. (laughs) And the thing is, is, like, going back to kind of the Tonepa thing, like, Tonepa just keeps pressing Leorio on how he lost those 50 hours for them. <laughs> he keeps poking that button, because he knows it's gonna piss him off. Yeah. I, I mean, he did, like, lose a bet so that he could feel her up. Like, right. That's He, he lost the bet. I mean, he deserves it a little bit. That's, I can't fully blame Tampa. No, yeah, he definitely deserves it for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I liked it. I also like, I mean, not to neglect Gone's little thing with the candles. I thought that was cool too. I thought it was just very like, it felt very like Gone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it highlights his like thinking outside the box kind of thing that he's had going this whole test. Yeah. No, I definitely think so. I, I That's like, like a lot of the Gone solutions to problems. Like if you really sat down and thought about it, you could you could get there too, but like you don't. So when he does it, you're like blown away. 
but it's like it's never that smart but it always is I like i don't know how to explain that but it's cool to watch i like the way he solves every conflict in this section yeah i do too speaking of the problem solving i mean i feel like we get to that last little section where they have to choose the path that's another one where it's like they some of them would be dead if Gon wasn't there. Yeah. Right. Right? Like, they, they would not live. And the thing is, is, like, all the rest of them are basically ready to fight. They're ready to fight for this. Like, they're not really thinking about other solutions. Or they're trying to, but they're not coming up with them. But, like, the entire time when I think everybody's tense about, you know, oh, are we going to have to fight? Like, Gon is formulating this other plan that's, like, a way that they can all pass together. Yeah, I I feel like fighting for them has to be the worst idea ever, right? Like, they just watched Killua rip a dude's heart out and put it in a goodie <laughs> yeah. bag. And it, yeah. like, they've got to be like, okay, so he's in for sure. We're competing for second and third. Right. But even like, then, why? like, he said, oh, if it was my choice, Gon and I are going through. So that makes you think even like he would kill basically everybody else here other than Gon and one other person just so that he and Gon could pass. <laughs> I was a little like, definitely if Gon hadn't come up with another idea, it would have just been probably Killua and Gon. Even if they could have had like a third person, I don't think Killua would just be like, nah, making it even, killing you all, whatever. I just need Gon. But when Gon like picks up a weapon too, like for a moment I had to pause. I'm like, are you gonna like go back on every bit of character development I've had so far, Gon? Because that doesn't feel right. And so I was kind of like, what is he planning to do? Because I'm like, you're not killing someone here. That's not gonna be your solution. And I also liked that it was just slides. They just had to get on the right slide. And that was really fun. Which was like, especially after such a tense situation for them to just like slide down to their success. I was like, that's not... That's a little anticlimactic, but fun. Relieves some tension, I guess. So before we like move out of this exam, I want to talk about the the only other path that we saw, which was Hisoka, briefly. Hmm. We saw him fight another dude. How do we feel about that fight? I guess I'll, I'll start with Shania this time. So that fight was really interesting, but I was, uh, I guess maybe a little confused. Was the person he was fighting the an examiner he almost killed before was it from that because something he said made me think he was from that but i wasn't actually clear yeah he's the reason that hisoka failed last time he took the test because he tried to kill this guy so this guy's angry he's been like training for revenge and that's why he's here okay. even though it's like not even his test that was that was interesting so i was like this it felt like he'd be more relevant or maybe be a little more of a struggle because they were like, oh, you're part of Hisoka's backstory. And I was like, okay, this will be interesting. But it was just more Hisoka is terrifying and super powerful, which ma kept making him more interesting. Like, I was becoming more and more interested the more I saw Hisoka. Yeah, this was the interesting thing about this one is like what I always wonder when I read, it's like, when does Hisoka decide it's time to start trying to murder you? Like, what... Is it because this guy improved so much or he didn't improve enough that Hisoka was like, we got to kill him? I always wonder that when Hisoka starts a fight. Because that's like a big theme 
is like, is this, should I let this fruit ripen or should I, you know, just go for it now? Yeah. It's like, because this guy, he got a lot better, like, but he, but he still was like clearly nothing for Hisoka. So I wonder if he like just gave up on it. Was it him giving up or him acknowledging that this guy was finally worth it? It was hard to tell. Yeah, I think, like, that's the interesting part about what, like, Hisoka does for every battle. It's, like, you never know if, like, the reasoning, usually, that he's killing somebody or not killing somebody, you know? Is it because they're not worth it? Or, you know, is it because he wants them to, like, get stronger? Or, like, obviously with some people, like, you can kind of tell some people that he kills, like, he's just like, oh, whatever, they're not worth it. But I think, like, that conflict is interesting to see every single time Hisoka fights. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who catches, like, a playing card to the forehead, you could tell they're not worth the effort. But it is interesting to see. And it, is, it makes perfect sense that someone like Gagone and Killua would catch his eye so much. Like, they're that cool and they're 12. It's like, that's the ultimate, it's the ultimate joy right there. There's so much room for growth. Lots of time to ripen. Lots of time to ripen. <laughs> As he would say. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, no, that fight was super cool. I, I, I really like that. I like just seeing, like, I love these moments where we get to see, like, Hisoka, like, kind of, like, operating by himself. And you, you like, get this understanding of, like, this is a, this is a different beast than we're used to dealing with. But um, yeah, so, oh, yeah. So then moving on to exam number four or phase number four. I forget whether it's a phase or an actual exam, but phase four, the Zevil Island, right? That's the name of the island, right? Yeah, that's right. Zevil. Yeah. Can we talk about another so, Killua flex right here? Oh, please, please, please. I I think it's really cool that everybody hid their tags and he just kept his on. <laughs> I think that's really cool. Yeah, it was super cool. <laughs> yeah, like, like he's almost care. walking around the boat parading that he's number 99 to everyone around, hoping that his guy will see it. Right. And like on the same note, like Gone doesn't put his away either, but he I don't think he's on the same level of like, oh, I can defeat everybody here, so I don't care. I just think like, oh, he's not really probably thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like he's like, they wouldn't look now. <laughs> we'll start with Kate uh first. What what are your thoughts on on the whole fourth phase, like so, the whole tag stealing, you know, all the stuff that goes down. How how'd you feel about it? I like really enjoyed this phase just because of like the different things that they had to worry about. So it wasn't just that they had to worry about, you know, getting the person that they've been assigned their tag. They also have to worry about who's coming for them. And even outside of that, they have to worry about, you know, is somebody just going to take mine to get more points? So I think one of the most interesting ones was uh, like Gones, because he realizes he has Hisoka. And obviously that's really terrifying because we've seen what this man can do. Gone has seen what he can do. So he figures out that he has to 
get stronger. He has to somehow improve to actually be able to get his tag. And the way he goes about doing it, I just think is like so amazing. Like he just trains basically until he can like snatch a bird out of the sky and he realizes the tactics that he needs to do it. Yeah, Shania, your thoughts? Of yeah. Um, yeah. This this whole island thing, like finding the badges, is actually my favorite of the whole exam. I think because yeah, it's really cool seeing Gon do his whole training, where it shows him improving so much in an area, but it also shows you where he's still lacking because he has no awareness, absolutely no idea that that other guy is tracking him, like no concept that he's there. And so that was really cool seeing him training, but I also like seeing, you know, Kravka and Leorio sort of partnering up and working together for that bit. And then also like Killua being aware that he's being followed by his person and not, not bothering to comment on it until they all get together. And then he just annihilates these three brothers that are, you know, supposed to be so tough and so strong. And then even cooler kill a moment when he throws the badges he doesn't need in opposite directions and confuses Hanzo, who is thinks he's getting the badge he needs, but he's not because Killua also knew that he was there and suspected which one he wanted. So he did a whole switcheroo there. And I just loved Killua just messing with everyone's mind. So yeah, I was a big fan of everything <laughs> going on there. Including That's so Ahsoka. good. What? That that was really that was great. Another great Killua flex. Even even having the impulse to throw the badge is like crazy. Like not like wanting to have extra points stocked up. He's like, ah, I got the points I need. He just chucks it. Yeah, definitely, definitely a big Killua flex there. And then Hisoka is. It was like when Gon, like Gon's like laying there thinking all is lost, and Hisoka just just rolls up and gives him the badge he needs, and it's again one of those things like, I believe in you, and Gon like I feel like that's such mixed feelings for Gon because on one hand it's like this guy believes in me, also this guy could destroy me. I don't know what to do with this information. Like I don't know what I would do if someone like Hisoka chose to help me out. I would just be like so perplexed and terrified of his aid. Because, like, what, what is the cost? And that's the thing. Like, we don't know exactly what the cost is yet. Because Hisoka says, you know, when he gives him his badge, like, oh, you owe me one. And, like, that, I think, is more terrifying to Gon than anything else. I think, like, a good thing about, uh, like, this is that we, like, see how afraid Gon is in these scenarios. Like... And that's another testament to, like, oh, he's an actual, like, 12-year-old kid. Like, he's terrified of this situation. Like, before he has to go and find Hisoka, and after, when he knows that he owes Hisoka, he's, like, terrified. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it adds this whole level of, like, I think the whole fourth exam, or fourth phase, or whatever, adds this whole level of, like, psychology, like, we kind of already mentioned, like, even from the time of the Swindler's Swamp, that, like, it got, all of a sudden, it was like, oh, we can die here. Like, but, like, this this adds, like, this level of, like, 
almost like this this fear of like you're gonna die here like it's just it's this psychological fear for like almost all of them that's i mean other than Killua, which again he's flexing by himself but but like gone is like and then like I really like the the it shows like Gone like sits under like this tree and just pouts for like a day. Like he's so frustrated. It's 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 really interesting to me to see, but like he has to like walk it off for a cup for like a day or two before he goes and meets Killua and, and Leorio again. Then kinda moving on. So we we see a character that we saw from the beginning, but we see this character's real face at the time. It's called Gatteracker, I think, but we learn later his name is Illumi. And he does. I want to know how you feel about him just digging a hole, burying himself in it, and saying, I'm going to be here till the end of the exam. How, what, are, what are your thoughts on that, Shania? I, not to be too strong of an opinion here, but I hate everything about him. I hate that he creaks when he moves and talks. I don't like how his face just melts when he takes out the pins. It was a little bit fun when he just decided to bury himself in the ground to the end of the exam and then, you know, finding out who he really is later. It just puts him entirely on the I do not like him. <laughs> but yeah. Kate, Kate, feelings about Illumi? I mean, I I thought it was, he was fine. I honestly wasn't super interested in him in a, as a villain at first until he revealed himself as a Lumi. But, I mean, I feel like if I had the option, if I had everything, my badges and stuff, I would probably bury myself, you know? <laughs> Just seems like a safe way, I guess, to wait till the end of the exam. <laughs> I guess, you know, it's just... Could chill down there like a cicada, I guess. Okay, so um, this is another exam where I feel like without the teamwork of the whole group, uh, not everybody would have made it. How how do we how do how do you guys feel about feel about that? We'll start. I get Kate. How do you feel about like the chances of survival had everybody not gotten together? Yeah, um, well, I don't think Leoria would have ever found <laughs> really many badges at all if he wasn't teamed up with everybody else. Uh, the other two w may have been able to, you know, make it, but the thing is, it's like, I think them working together as a team made it so much more efficient for them to all get their badges. Yeah, it's like uh, so. I guess like let's let's talk about the 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 cave, the snake cave, whatever you want to talk about it. When they find Leorio's like target, right? Yeah. Um. So how like that whole situation? How how do you feel about that? How do you you know think that went? We'll start, Kate. We'll go with you again, but um. Yeah. How do how do you feel about the whole snake cave deal? I, like, that's just kind of another testament, I feel like, to, like, Gon's, like, thought process in some moments, and also, like, his bravery. Because, like, he just got wrapped around with these snakes. He has a feeling that the guy has, like, an antidote on him, 
but he doesn't like fully know. So in this situation, he like is at risk, risk of death. Like he could definitely die, but like he thinks this plan up and he decides to go with it because I think honestly for Gon, a lot of times he just tries to think of the best solution and this was it for the time. Shania, thoughts? Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think part of Gon's thinking is just he goes for like the straightforward, obvious thing, which for most people, either they would like deem it too risky or it wouldn't work. But he's got this tenacity that makes it happen. I also love them when he comes up with like the sleeping gas plan and um, the girl's like, well, people can only hold their breath for like a minute or two. And he just very casually is like, I've got like this nine minute record. And I'm like, okay, Gone, just just rub that in everyone's faces. And then he literally carries everyone out. And that Leoria's dependence on people in these arcs makes make or in these exams makes me a little worried for like who he'll be as a hunter. Because like he should have died earlier. Like Hizoka had him knocked out. Like he made it through that exam because Hizoka carried him through it. And he's just like here he would have been stuck in a cave if not for Gone. And so I'm just like, Leorio buddy, are you are you gonna make it? out here yeah no i it's uh it's very interesting to think about leorio <laughs> and i don't know that he would have passed in this in this exam at least but uh so any cliff anything to add on the fourth phase here anything you got uh i thought this was the best phase as well i thought it was really cool I liked the cave part. I think Ponzu was a really cool character. I uh, remember wanting to see a lot more of her when I saw it for the first time. I like. Uh, I think the reveal that Bourbon was dead was like, that blew me away. I don't know how you guys felt about that when you saw it, but that there's, like, there's no human effort that could put an end to this. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that, that feeling of like they're totally trapped in the cave. Yeah. It is it is interesting. That's intense. All right. So that brings us to to the final exam, right? Which is uh which is this this weird tournament thing that Netra Well, first of all, let's talk about the interviews that he does on the airship. Because I, I think this is like probably this is pretty important. I think it's probably used how he you know why he picked the certain slots he picked. But but like, is, did anything stand out to you when Netero was interviewing the different candidates? Did anything you know? Any of their answers seem interesting to you or odd to you? Well, I, Kate, we'll start with you. Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, I thought that everybody was probably going to say that they didn't want to fight Hisoka, um, which like at least a decent amount of them did, but like not as many as I expected. Like that was kind of the first thing that I noticed about um, the interviews. Yeah. Shania, any, anything stand out to you? I, yeah, the Hasoka thing did. And like that less, that not as many people picked him as someone they didn't want to fight. But I also liked, the upbeat comments for Gone, like where people were watching out for him, like to support him, Leorio being like, I wouldn't want to fight him because I want to see him succeed. So it was like 
weirdly some heartwarming moments in the interviews. And I was like, look at these bros being bros. Cliff, you got any, any comments about the interviews? Uh, I think it's another really great showcasing of like all these characters, personalities just really quick. And I think that I just, I like all the scenarios Togashi, but like, you feel like you really understand this group by the time it's over. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's, I, the most interesting exam to me is the, is this last one um, because of the way that it's set up. I think it's set up in like such a, such a different way than like I've seen in other, other things, but like, how do you feel about the whole lose and you move up the bracket and you get another chance to fight and there's only one loser? How did you feel about that whole thing? Kate, we'll start with you this time. How did you feel about the last phase and how Netero had set it up? Uh, I like actually really enjoyed how he set it up just because of how much of a different take it was like on the usual brackets that we see. And just the, like, the form that it was that your opponent has to surrender verbally. And, like, you can't kill them. You can't knock them unconscious. Like, they have to surrender. I thought that that was, like, a really interesting concept. And also that kind of made, like, the playing field a little bit more even amongst the, like, candidates. Just because, like, there are some that obviously aren't as skilled in combat as the other ones. But, you know, then now it's a test of, like, courage and endurance as well as your physical abilities. Yeah. Shania? Yeah, yeah it was definitely a, a, a flip on how I was expecting it to go. And also, it was it was cool to see, but I wasn't really surprised to see that Gon had the most chances and that showed like a lot about him, both in how like other characters within the show are viewing him, but then also who he is, where he was he was not willing to like in his fight, he wasn't willing to, you know, take the loss and move on and try again. Cause he had what, like nine tries or something. But he was like, no, this one's it. First one and done. Uh, I didn't like how it made Killua all angsty and like being like oh i'm better than gone why does he get the most chances i was like Killua, just support your friend come on let's let's be all in this together buddy but yeah i like the setup for the matches it was pretty cool to to do it that way yeah so uh i definitely so like this what i like about this tournament why it's my favorite exam is because it's it's a it's like a tournament but it's all about willpower. Like, and that's like no, nothing proves, I think, that better than like Hanzo and Gon's first fight there, where it's like Hanzo is by far better, like stronger, definitely, but like Gon has more willpower. And so Hanzo ends up surrendering, which is, I, I just think it's a really, really cool idea to do like a tournament based on like endurance and willpower instead of just like straight up strength. I, I really like that. Uh, Cliff, you got any thoughts about, about exam, exam, the final exam? Yeah, I just, that, that fight specifically is another cool, like, uh, example of like Tagashi setting up conflict. So it's like, it's not about the stronger guy who wins. Like that whole kind of confrontation is really Gon's willpower versus Hanzo's willingness to torture a 12 year old child in front of everyone, <laughs> which kind of sets up an interesting scenario. 
Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, he is, you know, rightfully so, not too fond of torturing a 12-year-old child. So I, yeah, I, I he gives it to Pockle afterwards, though, because he's not going to do that again. Pockle really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love the way he held him down. He's like, I'm not doing this again. Just quit. <laughs> yeah. Which so is- how about the other fights? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, which is funny because he got like to the very last phase, but just because of Hanzo, he's like, no, never coming back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, how do you feel about the other fights? So we saw then Hisoka and K- uh, Karapika fought, right? Fought. Fought. Quotes. Yeah. Air quotes on fought. Well, you have thoughts on that. Go, Shania. Hisoka didn't fight anyone really. He like kind of fought a little bit, and then he he whispered something in Karapika's ear and gave up a fight. And Karapika looked a little bit scared, as most people do when they talk to Hisoka. Then we get to the other guy, and his and Hisoka like immediately takes him down and says something, and that guy's like, "I quit." So I I need to know what what magic words Hisoka is weaving here in these fights because it's. It's scary. What what is he doing? Yeah, do we have any guesses on that? Oh, I was just gonna ask that. Yeah, what do you guys think? What what are the guesses? Oh, I have no idea. Like, I feel like he probably said something to like um Karapika about like his family. I feel like that's the only reaction that that would warrant. Like for him to just be like frozen almost, you know? But like other than that, like, I don't really have any idea about what he said. Yeah, I kind of, now that you mentioned it, like, the family thing, like, some sort of, there's had to be some sort of potential comment, like, meaning, like, a comment about Karapika's potential, because that seems to be what he says anytime he spares somebody, and so, but, like, to actually freeze Karapika like that, you're right, it's probably some sort of family thing something that really catches his attention he's like what what do you know because he doesn't want to talk about it later when uh can't think of his name but when one guy asked him like what did hisoka say to you like karapika will not talk about it so i think the family guess is good i don't know and then to the guy that surrendered he was probably just like "Eh, if i cut off your legs and arms that doesn't kill you so think about what you want to do here and then the other guy respectfully pooped himself and conceded the match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think we can't guess, right, Cliff? We're not. We're not allowed to guess. No, right? We can't guess. We know what he says. <laughs> Do we? It's not a guess at that point. <laughs> Do we know what he says? I mean, I do. Okay, well, I, I'm not gonna guess because I have a pretty good idea, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I I don't know. We ever got like what he actually said. Oh, okay. Do we get what he actually says? <laughs> yes. It seems like Cliff knows. <laughs> huh, okay. Well, I guess we'll revisit that at a later date. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> It's all good. Take a guess if you want, but I'm definitely no, not no. Going to- I my guess is definitely going to be right. That's my problem. Yeah. I uh, 
So, so uh, let's move on to to Illumi and Killua's fight, um, and their their whole interaction. Uh, Kate, we'll we'll go to you again. How do you what do you what do you feel about that that fight? The whole like Killua's kind of transition after that fight into like you know just like then killing that other martial art Badoro maybe is that his name? Mm-hmm. But killing that guy. How do you feel about that whole thing, Kate? Uh, I thought that that was like probably honestly the most interesting fight during this phase just because of like the complexity of first of all like these are family members and obviously this gives us more of a look into what Killua's family is actually like and you know why he is the way that he is so I like that it gives us that perspective and also like you can see that like he's like scared of his brother but like kill you was is different though than it seems like his brother and maybe the rest of his family just because like he he then has this desire this wants to actually have a friendship with gone and like that's something that's obviously strange and something that illumi wants to immediately get rid of so that he can have no connections whatsoever. And I think, like, the fear of that combined with possibly whatever Illumi was doing to him mentally, like, pushed him off of the edge. Yeah, yeah. Shania, what do you got? Yeah, their their fight definitely put me in my Killua feels a little bit there, because I... It was just, Killua was so confused about what to do, and he's just trying to, like, live out his non-assassin dreams, and Lumi is not having it. And his face, when Leorio says that he and Gon are friends, he's just like, you idiot, you are friends. Like, this is not something you're trying for, you are it. And it, like, changes the whole dynamic. And I thought, I really thought we were going to have a Lumi just murder everyone for a minute. And then he's like, wait, wait, then, then you pass and you get to be a hunter, and I can't have that happen. And it was just, it was intense for like, as much as it was just talking, it was super intense. And I also appreciated that Leorio and Karabaka were willing, and even, I think Hanzo was in that lineup too at Gon's door to be like, no, you're not coming through here. And I'm like, guys, you, you've seen Killua rip a heart out. Like, what do you think the person he's afraid of can do? But I appreciate the spirit. Leorio is nothing if not spirit. That's for sure. Uh, I I will a- I ask again. Does Leorio pass this exam if Killua doesn't kill his opponent? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> he could smack him in with a briefcase. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You think briefcase is gonna beat old martial artist guy? Well, the thing is, is like, way, you know? I don't know what the full capabilities of that martial arts guy are, but like, it seems like. Leorio needed some aid. <laughs> you needed help. You needed help for sure. I yeah, which makes Killua the only one to fail the hunter exam. Which means everybody else passed. Except for except for the guy that's dead, also. He didn't pass. No. It's upsetting. How do you feel so like we kind of like skip all that, right? Because we go right to like, it's like all that's in a flashback that Satotes is telling to Gon. But what, how do you feel about Gon 
or yeah, about like Gone's reaction to getting the hunter license and that whole conversation about like not being able to give it up. Like either way, you can't retake the test. What what did you think about that? Uh, Kate, we'll go with you. Yeah. Uh, so I thought like it was an interesting concept that like you can never retake the hunter exam because like, it, I feel like there would probably be some like people kind of like kill you all like, Oh, I don't know what to do with my day. I guess I'll go take the hunter exam again or whatever. But like, I guess I don't really understand why that's like a like requirement. Like why is it that they aren't allowed to ever take the hunter exams again? I, I think, I think it's just because they're like hunters then for life. If they pass, it's right. only if they pass that they don't, they, yeah. they, it's just like you wouldn't. And I like what Satote says too, about that, where he's like, if, if people weren't malicious about this, we would let everyone become a hunter, but we have to do this test to weed people out, which raises like about a f billion questions about why Hisoka made it. Yeah. But, yeah, Shania, what do, you, what do you think about the whole conversation there? Yeah, I think it starts to show Gon having to confront what I think one of his big flaws is of pride. He's got this pride thing going on. Even, I mean, you see that in his fight with Hanzo where he's like, no, I want you to concede, but like on my terms where I can feel good about the victory here. And it's kind of forcing him to digest like, hey, you got to... You gotta humble yourself a little bit here and take the win because this is this is all you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's very good. So, uh, Cliff, any thoughts on the on the fifth exam? Any any of this? Uh, yeah, I just want to say I think Shania uh, is exactly right. I think you're kind of noticing already what makes the Gone and Killua friendship so interesting, right? Because like you were talking about in the badge exam. Like one of Gon's biggest flaws is he's like so focused on what's in front of him and going forward that he, he can't even comprehend what's behind him. And I think it's interesting because if you think about Killua, he's kind of the opposite. Like he's f searching his surroundings and focusing on like what's what is like hunting him that he's never really looking forward. There's a lot of interesting setup to this friendship already. And it's cool to see. Yeah, no, it is. It is very, very cool to see. It's, it's, it's very cool. Um, yeah. So, any thoughts? You know, any, any kind of ending thoughts about the, the whole? Like, anything I missed that you, that you really want to talk about? Uh, I guess we'll, we'll start with Cliff. Do you have any, anything you really want to talk about that I missed so far? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably just. Nah, not really. I like Hanzo. I don't know if we hit on him enough. I thought he was a cool character. I thought he was really funny. I feel like, I feel like we did not hit on Hanzo enough. I loved him. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he's really sassy with Menchi. I like when he gets depressed when he realizes he went for the wrong badge. I like that any interaction between him and Gon in that final phase was funny, especially when Gon was like, we got to figure this out. <laughs> He's trying to quit. He just knocks him out. <laughs> yeah, I like too where Hanzo was talking about um, like what he saw in Gon's face where he was saying like, he's basically like, I've tortured a bunch of people and they always hate you. But as soon as I broke Gon's arm, you could tell he forgot about it. 
And like he really did. Like after this is all said and done, they make plans. They sort of make plans to hang out if they ever show up in Hanzo's home village. And I'm like, oh, and you really could just be bros with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't expect to like be as interested in Hanzo as I actually was. But like he seems like a really interesting character. I would like to know more about his backstory. I don't know if we're gonna get any of that, but maybe. Maybe we will. Hmm. Who is to say? Um, do you have anything? Do you have something else, Shana? I well, we may have been about to get to that, but I also like like the wrap up when when Gon wants to search for Kilwa, and he he breaks a Lumi's arm. And like I didn't realize that happened. Like Gon didn't wasn't aware of it. Illumi didn't say anything until later. He's talking to Hisoka and he's just like, Yeah, it's broken. And I'm like, how do you just casually get your arm broken with no reaction? Also, that's the first time you actually see Gon angry, really. And I'm like, okay, so when he gets angry, he just breaks arms by gripping them too hard. That's it was it was just like this interesting, like last minute moment of development where I'm like, I didn't anticipate seeing Gon that angry and not even realizing it at the time because obviously I didn't know until after that he broke an arm right I thought that that was really interesting too and like I think that that's kind of setting up maybe for like he maybe gets stronger or something when he is in those moments of intense emotions or you know when it's one of his friends that's being put at risk. I, uh, yeah. Any, is there anything else I missed cliff? Anything else? I think we ought to cover. Uh, no, I think you hit all the major points. Okay. Kate, anything, anything you wanted to, you, you, you know, you really had thinking about that you, that we didn't cover yet. I don't think so. I was just gonna, add about the breaking arm thing too actually so nice nice Shania anything anything uh I guess one final thing is I'm now thinking about the conversation he has with um uh, I'm blanking on his name right now the the, the chairman though what's it what's his Netero. Netero they're having a conversation about Gon's dad and saying like what Gon's dad does and I'm not sure I believe him but I'm also not sure why I don't believe him. Oh, it's the totes? Yeah, it's not. Oh, my bad. I mixed up my people. Anyway, but like they had this whole conversation where, where he's like, yeah, go and your dad was this treasure hunter who like restored these projects with his own money. And I'm like, that feels like not the real story. So I'm like really curious to know if that is, if it isn't, if it's like partially true, what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. Any any thoughts about Gon's dad in general? I I feel like we haven't even talked about that at all. I Kate, thought any thought? You have any Gon's dad thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was interesting how uh, when they tried to find more information about them him, they found that it was like under basically intense lock and key, which means that he's involved with some like I guess higher up people. So I thought that that was interesting and just like, I wasn't so sure if like what Satos was saying was the most accurate depiction or if that's just kind of what he was saying to go and to like encourage him to keep going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, 
the, there is one other thing that I that I remember that I, I wanted to ask. So at the very end, Satot says something to Menshi and Buhara that's like, I really like Gon. I almost told him that this was like, he says something like, this is the exam isn't over or this is the start of the exam or something. What did you guys have any thoughts about that? What what did you think about that quote and what it means going forward in this in the show? Kate, I guess we'll start with you. I don't know. Like I felt like it didn't like obviously it doesn't mean that the actual exam is over cuz like they have their like badges and everything, their cards, their hunter cards. And I think like maybe the point of that was to say like, oh, they're going to be tested a lot more and maybe not necessarily like, oh, there's going to be like examiners and exams. But yeah, that was just my take on it, though. Shania, anything? No, basically the same thing. Like just to say like the real test is actually being a hunter. Like that's where you're going to be tried and to figure out if you can really make it. Yeah. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. So, uh, I think we, we're going to, when we wrap up, we're always going to have kind of the same, the same kind of questions that I'm going to ask. Um, but so I want each, each of us are going to answer these questions. So I'll, uh, we'll start, I guess we'll start with me. That makes sense. Does that make sense to start with me? Sure. Okay. I guess so. Getting a yep over here. Okay, so we'll start with me. So the first question is, who is your favorite character? Um, and uh, Gone is my is my answer right now. Gone is definitely my favorite character. Uh, Cliff, what do you got? Uh, Killua. Kate. I'm gonna second Killua. <laughs> Shania, who's your favorite? I'm gonna go with Gone. This is really interesting how this panned out. This is very intriguing to me. But okay, so yeah, so two Gones and two Killua's. Definitely the MVPs of the Hunter exam so far. Um, so then this is this is specifically for Shania and Kate. Um, although I guess me and Cliff will answer, but we'll start, Kate, we'll start with you if that's all right. Is this a good or bad introduction arc? And why do you think, you know, whichever answer you think? No. I think that this is actually a really good introduction arc. Uh, like the feeling of it is that we're getting to know each of the characters and getting to know what their abilities are and just having like something like a hunter exam, I think is really helpful for that because then we get to know who they are like mentally and psychologically as well as like physically how powerful they are. So overall, I think this was definitely a good introduction to this series and to the characters. Nice. Uh, Shania? Yeah, I think part of the same thing there where it really, by the end of this arc, I feel like I really know what all of the characters are about. Like I have a good foothold on, on who they are. And also like I can already sort of see like where they'll be going like, it helps me to kind of know what sort of things are going to inevitably come up. Like, we're going to address Karapika's family. We're going to address Killua and him failing as a hunter. Like, all these, it opens up all these possibilities. So, not only do I care about the characters now, I'm excited to see where they're going. 
and then it does really establish the world well like because you enter in at a hunter exam to see what that's like to see how rigorous it is and intense it is while also still vague because like i'm not sure i can accurately say what a hunter is like i thought i knew and then we threw in gourmet hunters and now i'm like okay so this seems to be an open range of possibilities so it's made me really curious for the world building yeah yeah cliff is this a good intro arc to hunter hunter knowing all that you know or yeah, do you yeah. Not think I think I think it's a great opening arc. I think yeah, it kind of it, it's like everybody said, well-established characters, well-established world. It's like even if you don't know like what a hunter can be, like with all the typing specific, you still have a good idea of like the spirit they're looking for. You know, it's not really a moral type of person. It's more of a driven person. And I feel like Togashi kind of perfectly explain to me how everybody in the main cast deserves their spot and deserves their license. So I thought, I thought he nailed it. Yeah, no, I definitely think that this arc is, is definitely a great opening for Hunter Hunter for all the reasons you all said. So I don't think I necessarily need to repeat that. So the uh, special question this week is if you were going to be a kind of Hunter, what kind of Hunter would you be? And so I'm going to start with Shania. So again, this is kind of like a difficult one because I don't know my range of possibilities. But at the same time, I got to go with my, my food-loving heart and say I'm probably, you know, gourmet, tracking down that best dish. Not sure I'd jump into a cliff for it, but like maybe if those eggs are really that good, I might. Okay, Kate, what kind of hunter would you be? If you could hunt anything, what would you hunt? I don't know. Like, I I guess I kind of like the idea of, like, going after and finding, like, m these different, like, mystical beings. Like, the shape-shifting, like, fox things from the beginning of the phases and, like, those kinds of things. I would want to, like, see, like, what I could find out about those, you know? Yeah. No, that's really cool. Cliff. If you could be any kind of hunter, if you could hunt anything, what would you hunt? Yeah, I think I'd do the same thing as Kate. I think when they like when they explain what you get to do with a hunter's license, the first thing is like you can go to restricted pl places where people can't go. I'm like, well, that's where I want to be. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to find new stuff. And I think animals would be cool. Not like hunting them down, but just like taking pictures and being like, this is out here, guys. Yeah, yeah. That's I wouldn't actually hunt them either. I would just... <laughs> I just want to observe, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's what Pockle's going to... I don't know. I get the impression that Pockle's not that strong from here, but I think he's kind of doing... Although he is a good hunter, I guess, as far as archery goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, that's definitely cool. I think if I had to pick right now, I think I'm picking... Uh, it's like the the artifact hunter or whatever, whatever Satotes is that he was talking about. I was real down with that. I was real down with like finding like, cause when I heard restricted area, I was like, Oh, what if there's like ruins and stuff there? I, I like that idea. I like finding old stuff. So that's, that's what I was, I was going to go with. But yeah. Uh, so, Hey, thanks for joining us in the pillow fort this time. 
Um, you can like the video, please, and subscribe to the channel for more. We're, we're planning on doing this every other week. Um, and so this was the Hunter exam arc. Next, next time, we're going to be doing the Zodiac family arc and the Heaven's Arena arc. So for those of you who want to follow along, that is chapter uh, 39, right, Cliff? Is it 39 that would start? Yeah. 39, chapter 39 to chapter 63. And if you're watching it along with us, it's episode uh, 22 to 36. Um, so yeah, thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you in two weeks.